Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In 1889, Charles Taze Russell, the founder of the group that we know today as Jehovah's Witnesses, wrote a book. And the title of that book is called The Time is at Hand. The title of the book comes from our gospel reading, 21 verse 8. Now, I want you to listen for a second to what Mr. Russell has to say. In view of this strong biblical evidence concerning the times of the Gentiles, we consider it an established truth that the final end of all the kingdoms of the world and the full establishment of God's kingdom will be accomplished near the end of A.D. 1915. He later on continues, be not surprised then when in subsequent chapters we present proofs that the battle of the great day of God Almighty, which will end in 1915 with the complete overthrow of the earth's present rulership, has already begun. Now, the name of that book is called The Time is at Hand. Isn't it ironic that chapter 21, verse 8 says, See that you are not led astray, for many will come saying, The time is at hand. Do not go after them. There are many end time, end of the world cults. One Lutheran pastor from down south in the United States says that he has personally survived 26 ends of the world, and if he gets four more, he gets a, lot, a free large coffee from Tim Hortons. Such cults and groups thrive because there is an instinctive fascination with the idea of the end of the world. And we don't only think of cult groups, do we? We think of the guy with the unkempt hair and the big bushy beard with a sandwich board walking downtown saying, the end is nigh, right? These movements can make people think that only crazy people and cults talk about the end of the world. But actually, wondering about the end is perfectly natural. I mean, we know that our lives will end. We know that the lives of our loved ones will end. We know that there are things in this world, war, nuclear weapons, which have the potential to wipe out life as we know it. And so it's natural to be concerned about this. If we're spiritually minded, it's also natural to wonder what God thinks about all this. If Jesus had a sandwich board, what would it say? Well, this morning we're going to find out because we're going to look at Luke chapter 21. Here, Jesus prepares us for the last days. First, he does this by warning us of dreadful things to come. And second, by comforting us with a promise 
of redemption. Our gospel reading finds Jesus during Holy Week. Jesus was with his disciples in Jerusalem. And the, as the disciples are leaving the temple, they paused to reflect on the beautiful architecture. The temple was one of the wonders of the ancient world. It took almost 50 years to complete. And while they're admiring the temple for all its beautiful stones, Jesus gave them a frightening prediction. He says that the temple will be leveled to the ground, not one stone left upon another. And the natural question that the disciples have is, when? And what's going to be the sign that it's going to happen? Jesus doesn't tell them when. Not precisely. He does give them some signs, and he actually gives them a little bit more than what they asked for. He doesn't just tell them about the destruction of Jerusalem. He tells them about the destruction of everything. There are signs of the end. Signs. They don't tell us when the end will come, but that it will come. And he gives us three signs to begin with. First, our Lord warns as the first sign that in the last days there will be false Christs false prophets, false teachers, false religions. The Bible never encourages us to listen to those who distort the truth about the Bible or about Jesus. The greatest danger that we face is to be led astray, deceived. False teachers pretend to be followers of Jesus. They claim to teach what the Bible teaches. And that's what makes false teachers so dangerous. And Jesus, the first thing he does is give us a warning. Don't be fooled. It's essential, dear brothers and sisters, essential that for those who believe in Jesus to study the scriptures carefully so that they will not be deceived or tricked by the lies of false teachers. The second sign include, of the coming end includes wars and natural disasters. The, the world will suffer natural disasters, earthquakes, famines, plagues and epidemics, signs from heaven. And there will be worried whispers about another conflict arising over here. The, this nation will fight that nation. And the world will be continually plagued and plunged into the bloodshed of war. That's where verses 20 to 24 come in. Jesus foretold that within one generation, war would come to Jerusalem. And 30 years later, the Jews rebelled against Rome. Then, in AD 70, just as Jesus predicted, the Roman army surrounded Jerusalem and razed it to the ground. And not one stone is left of that temple upon another. The only thing left is one wall of the foundation. What's on top of that temple today? A mosque. The first sign is false teachers. The second sign is wars and earth and uh, 
natural disasters. The third sign is persecution, hatred, and betrayal. Persecution arises because of Jesus' name. There will be oppression, suppression, and fierce state-sanctioned backlash because we identify with Christ. Friday's Christian Post noted that 4,000 Christians and have been killed in Nigeria since the start of 2022, and another 2,300 have been kidnapped. All because of Jesus. The world despises Christians because we have a commitment to one message, that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the risen and exalted reigning Lord and King, and that there is salvation in absolutely no one else. Those who do not love Jesus will jail and beat and mock and kill those who do. Jesus even warns that loved ones will betray Christians, even relatives and close friends. Christianity will never be popular. In fact, it's, it will be hated. So, beloved, if we are Christians, faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, then we will not have the approval of this world. It is exactly because we cling to Jesus' name that the world will hate us. We cannot expect the world to hate and crucify Jesus, but to love us. If they hated him, they're going to hate us as well. So you have three signs here. You have false teaching, wars and earthquakes, and persecution and hatred. When we are touched by these things, it's easy to think that the end of the world is here. Yet these things are not the end of the world, and Jesus says so in our text. The end will not be at once. The end does not follow closely upon any one of these things. You can't open your newspaper and point to the newspaper and say, oh, it's this war. This one is the one after which Jesus will come. You can't do that. We have been living in the last days ever since Jesus came the first time. The scripture says that things will get worse as we get closer to the end. Jesus speaks elsewhere of that these signs are like labor pains of the end of the age. Labor pains. These dreadful signs and events do not tell us that the end has arrived. They tell us that it is coming soon. It is near. Every time they occur, it is like there is a knock on the door, letting us know that Jesus is near and reminding us with a certainty that he will come again. Do you get the impression that living in the last days is not a bed of roses? Certainly. We worry, we fret, we're scared. And that's partially because we don't always believe Jesus. We don't completely trust him. 
We don't trust him always. We don't always take him at his word. And so the end times causes us anxiety. But these dreadful events and happenings can be a comfort to you. That is why Jesus says in our text that when you see all these things happening, you don't need to be scared. There's no need to be paralyzed with fear. Now, why why shouldn't these things scare us? Why shouldn't the threat of nuclear war completely terrify you? These things shouldn't scare you because the Lord promises that he has not left us alone. Jesus reveals that God is present with us through our suffering. During all of this upheaval, God promises to sustain you, to sustain his people. When we are persecuted, Jesus will be with us. That's why amidst all the the turmoil and, and uproar, the Lord says, this is an actually your opportunity to bear witness to tell others about Jesus. And so the Lord promises you that not a hair of your head will perish. You might die because of Jesus. You might be martyred. They might crucify you, cut off your head, feed you to the lions, or burn you at the stake. But not one hair of your head will perish. How does that work? Because The promises of Christ cannot be taken away by this world. And take they our life, goods, fame, child, or wife, are, though these all be gone, our victory has been won, the kingdom ours remaining. We very well may die or be killed in persecution or worse, but that will be gain. We may be persecuted, but Jesus promises that you cannot be truly harmed. God never will leave you, and he never will forsake you. That's the hidden comfort in these last Sundays of the church here, and at the end of the world as we know it. The end of the world is also the beginning. When we see all these things coming, earthquakes, famines, wars, We know that the day is coming when our Savior will come. He will take us to be with him forever. Jesus says that a day is coming when the world will crumble and fall apart. The things that happen will be so frightening that people will faint because of fear. They will shudder at what's coming as the world dissolves. But as the world falls apart, Jesus will return. And then that's when the Lord calls us to lift up our heads. As our psalm says, lift up your heads to the hills. Where does your help come from? Our help comes from the Lord. Notice that. Jesus says, lift your heads up because your redemption has come near. Your redemption. Not your destruction. Not your demise. Not your death. Your redemption. We look up because redemption is close. All signs point to this reality. Christ is near. 
All that we have hoped for is coming. Because Jesus died and rose again, he is the beginning of a new creation. He promises because of his death and resurrection, and you have been baptized into his death, that even if you die, you will be raised. And he comes to set a new creation. So we get to live through tragedy like people who know that there's something better on the other side. We can live through suffering because we know we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. We are people who know that in God's kingdom, he will wipe away every tears from our eyes and death will be no more. Wars, rumors of wars, fires, droughts, mass shootings, riots. Sounds like the end of the world. What Jesus does in our gospel reading is turn our attention to what we know for certain. All that God has said will come to pass. We, know, we have God's sure, enduring, standing, never failing, never erring word. Trust God's word. Heaven and earth will pass away. His words will never pass away. His words that promise you forgiveness, life, and salvation will never pass away. Nor will you, dear baptized Christian, you will not pass away. Not one hair of your head will perish. Why? Because Jesus Christ is Lord, and he will come to renew all things. And that renewal has already begun in your holy baptism. You have been purchased by the wounds of Christ and claimed by his resurrection victory. Jesus calls you to look at the signs because they point you to his return. He will end all evil, and then we will see him, our Redeemer, in all his reigning glory, ruling over a new creation. Dear brothers and sisters, Jesus is drawing near. Lift up your heads. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at iCloud.com. Look forward to to having you with us again next time.